With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Yeah, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or comment. If you're listening to this right now on one of those podcast apps, if you're watching us on YouTube, hey, maybe hit that subscribe button. Yeah, that'd be swell. And they'll notify bell next to it. And then I think there's like a drop down. You go bloop, bloop, bloop. And you click on all things. Because then you'll never miss, in theory, uh, going in raw Why content. Is it, it's like, it seems like every step of the way, YouTube makes things more complicated in terms of uh, getting the videos from the channels you subscribe. Before it was just subscribe. They would subscribe and notify bell. Now subscribe, notify bell, and, and pop-down menu. Well, I only say the pop-down menu because I was watching a, a video last night before I went to bed on, I think, like Watch Mojo or something. Mm-hmm. And they had like... The t- I don't know why I watched this, but it was like the Terminator timeline explained because I never saw any of the movies after the second one. Don't really need to. And I was kind of curious, like how they think it all fits together with alternate mm-hmm. timelines and stuff. It sort of fascinated me in the moment. It was a quick 10 minute watch uh, and it didn't really tell me anything. I didn't you really, know. You really don't need to watch the first two movies. The other ones are not good. Pretty much. That's what I understand. But it got me curious anyways. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there we are. Uh, and then we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Hey, before I do the Patreon stuff, do you still have the pictures of the super chats yesterday? Because we missed some super chats. Yeah, we kind of got out of our usual routine on the Wednesdays. We and, went live uh, with the news beef, which we usually don't do. And then we didn't take any questions. And in the process of all that, the super chats, I got somebody who kind of got lost in the shuffle. But I took pictures of it because thanks to Tim Spulock, uh, 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 he uh, let it be known to us that we missed him. See, when Tim FaceTimes me, some lately <clears throat> it's been nonsense. And then yesterday it wasn't nonsense, but it's a boy who cried wolf type situation. Well, it was. He told me it was partially nonsense, but also to be helpful. So I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll, let's get these in before we uh, get into it. Greenliner in two two three. How do I submit a match chat question? Uh, update on that. He successfully submitted his match chat. Yeah, he's a debuting match chat yep, this week. We'll see him on Sunday. Uh, Mr. Ollie B. More importantly, is AJ coming back? I think you're referring to AJ Lee. Mm. Of course, yesterday we talked mm-hmm. about CM Punk. Uh, probably not. She's got a pretty successful writing career. Yeah, she's in the midst of uh, the book she wrote. I think got picked up to uh, be uh, produced into a TV series. I think she's working on that. She she doesn't need wrestling Unless anymore. She's like, hey, honey, they're throwing all sorts of money in our bank account. Hey, you want to get can a piece do of this? a mixed tag match and get paid uh, fifty million dollars total. You want to do it? Perfect. Therathabada says happy birthday, to AO Worm, one of our great mods. Happy birthday, AO Worm. Happy birthday, AO. Uh, Nick Kyle, my dad is discharged. Thanks, friendos, for the support. Good, good to hear. Great to hear. Great That's to hear. Awesome. 
Very good. Uh, Nick C uh, says Adam Wilborn from what culture would always say Ambrose going to AEW was a work. That's how I felt about CM Punk coming back. I guess we both feel stupid now. Well, not necessarily. And then there's one from Black Mega Man that got cut off and we don't know didn't what he get, said. Didn't get it. So my apologies. But many thanks for your support. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank and, you. And uh, everybody who puts in on the Patreon. And if uh, Black Mega Man is here right now, uh, uh, whatever your question was yesterday, super chat question uh, comment. If you put it in the normal chat, we'll try to see it. And we'll we'll, keep, we'll try to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday on the bonus episode, we had uh, a fairly lengthy Mandalorian review. Mm-hmm. So if you've checked out the Mandalorian. That new Star Wars show on the Disney Plus. Uh, we did a review of it, and you want to know our, our thoughts? It's uh, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Also, uh, the bonus episode is available on uh, as if you're a YouTube channel member. Correct. Uh, the day before that, we did a bonus episode uh, where we talked about, oh, Becky Lynch's uh, bloody stone oh, cold yeah, moment. The anniversary of that, yeah. And what's, you know, if, how she's been handled since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the day before that, we, I don't know, we talked about something else. Today, I gotta, I gotta, when I get home, I'll, I'll upload this. So it'll probably be like late tonight or tomorrow morning. But uh, we spent 40 minutes uh, making shoes mm-hmm. for uh, a Slow Wolf Pack. For my Slow Wolf Pack NBA 2K team. Uh, and you created, you crafted three amazing oh, shoes. Thank you. And if you want to check that out, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's just sort of goofiness, but there's also some very quality shoe creation there. I tried. So that's also going to be available to uh, $5 patrons and YouTube channel members. Uh, last night, AEW, mm-hmm. uh, another fun episode. This sort of felt was. like a full gear hangover, maybe. Everybody was sort of busted up. Yeah, a lot of people were busted up. <laughs> They're all like... Although you know, apparently Mox wasn't really. Mox seemed to be totally fine. That was kind of one yeah. uh, bone of contention I had was uh, they literally opened it up. Uh, well, I think they opened it up with like a, a recap. Yeah, there's like an extended re- uh, recap of full gear, and then the uh, commentary kind of did a bit of a preview for the show. Yeah. But the first kind of proper segment of, of Dynamite was a Kenny Omega health update. And I like how they did this. It wasn't just some doctor uh, talking head type thing or someone reading off a script. There was actually Kenny visiting the trainer backstage. Show don't tell, don't tell. So Kenny takes off his shirt. You see, well, he's got an obvious fake black eye. First of all, that was horrible. That, that was, was hilarious. That was that was comically over the top. Takes off his shirt. He still got some cuts and scrapes. Like we all know, man, not everything is visible. Yeah, like you, you could just sort of walk the way you probably walk after that death match and uh, that after that hardcore volumes. match. And we get it. We yeah. know that you're hurt. Now, I did. They did do some uh, macro shots of his back mm-hmm. with some uh, gnarly looking scars there. Those obviously were real. I mean, mm-hmm. he did take pounding. Yeah. During that match. Yeah. They didn't have to do the makeup though on the face. I mean, seeing that, I thought it was very effective. Just the the yeah, that was goofy because everything else was really well done. The doctor, you know, looking in his eyes and stuff, doing I don't know concussion protocol concussion or whatever. Or well, I mean, I guess the idea is if he has a black eye, you worry about some sort of orbital bone fracture yeah, or sure. eye damage. I guess that was part of it too. But still, generally speaking, if you're a doctor, if you're shining a light in somebody's eyes, I think that's pretty serious. I'm like, I mean, it's actually, it's, I believe it's actually a routine part of the eye exam, though. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. I hate when they do that. They the puff of air into your eye. Mm. When's the last time you had? When's the last time you had your eyes checked? It's been a couple of years. Oh wow! I okay. need to do it more often because I wear contact lenses. I haven't got it done since I got my LASIK done. Yeah, that must be nice. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll be honest with you. Not gonna lie on that one. So, anyways, the 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 end result of all this was that the doctor was not going to clear Kenny uh, due to his uh, litany of injuries, mm. and so Kenny was like, "Well, uh, what how about Mox? How do you how do you fare at all this?" 
And the doctor said, well, he's got some, some scrapes, some bumps and bruises, but he was good enough to be cleared. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny's like, mm. Mm. Ah. And then uh, Michael Nakazawa's hanging out right by the door. Yeah. They kind of exchange a little bit of a glance, and Kenny leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first match of the night is John Moxley taking on Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, we sort of breeze. I, I didn't mean to breeze over the, uh, the 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 nutshell version of it, but did you, you enjoyed the episode last night? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a fun show. I thought there was, uh, yeah, they love their brawls. They do. They, I mean, that one last night was pretty fun. And then the uh, the main event was fun. Um, the I thought the Pac Hangman Page match was better last night than it was at Full Gear. I agree with you on that one. Although <clears throat> it's one of those things where you couldn't get to that point without the previous matches Obviously. because they always. That's what I like about the, and it's probably done with by now. Uh, I would think. I don't know. <laughs> Pac almost killed Hangman, choking him out like that, or stomping his head like that. Um, but uh, I like all the references to the previous mm-hmm, stuff. You know, mm-hmm. the ref getting the, and the mm-hmm, low blow attempt blows. again. Yeah. And he counters this time with a step yeah, yeah. up in Seguri. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, they were building on the previous matches. So, you know, I said the same thing about the XLAX and Young Bucks match at Full Gear. It's like they're not going to give you everything the first yeah. time But out. then the next match, they're going to be referencing the first match, and it makes a fuller story. It does. It does. Um, and then obviously, like, probably – the most entertaining bit from last night was MJF and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the same person separated by 20 years. Yeah, it was a Spider-Man meme. Which was totally referenced by Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, and to, to magnificent effect, uh, MJF, is. it was a big moment for him especially. Yeah, he delivered too. Just a complete star. Yeah. Just an absolute star. What a great promo. And uh, instead of uh, joining the inner circle, which there was a magnificent stalemate, uh, as it pertains to that, with Jericho asking him, yeah. "Do you want to join?" and him saying, "Well, do you want me do to join?" Me the, Chris, do you want me in the in the inner circle? And uh, and but it turns out that MJF is basically starting his own inner circle. Seems like it, featuring Wardlow. Wardlow he's debuting Wardlow, so he's not apparently getting the Dan Matha treatment. No, no. Uh, evidently, uh, MJF saw those vignettes and said, "Well, I want Wardlow." It's an interesting trans- uh, transformation from Wardlow's uh, initial vignette, where he was uh, saving his date. From a, a, a band of would-be robbers, mm-hmm. uh, and then in a Zack Snyder esque, yeah, and then <laughs> mini the, film, and then the second film. one, he had his working out in his dramatically lit personal gym, yeah, and now he's a uh, full-on heel muscle. Well, I think you know MJF saw those and was like, man, this guy is going to come in here probably pretty aimless. I want a guy who can fend off multiple attackers in a parking lot whilst mm-hmm. on a date. I want a guy who has his own dimly lit personal gym. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to get him a three-piece suit. And a nice bring scarf him and a good tie. And then you know, uh, uh, a we, stipend, yeah, perhaps. A modest stipend. Yeah, a modest stipend. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back to the first in-ring action. Mox versus Michael Nakazawa. Uh, instantly, Michael Nakazawa takes the baby oil, his usual gimmick where he bathes himself basically in baby oil to make mm-hmm. him kind of slippery so he can uh, get out of tight spots. Yeah. He tosses that aside. He's all business today. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, he goes after Mox immediately. Mox more or, more or less no-sells uh, Nakazawa's offense, drops him with a lariat. lariat. Uh, Nakazawa tries to mount some offense, really to no avail. Uh, he goes for a lariat. Mox reverses it into a paradigm shift. He gets the win. Yeah. Took about two minutes. Oh, yeah. This if was that. very, very fast. Uh, Mox calls for the mic, drops a promo, 
says he delivered at full gear and that Kenny Omega will never be the same again. Mm-hmm. He says, I got to I, I give Kenny credit. He's a radical son of a bitch. Uh, says he respects Omega because he has balls. Mm-hmm. Unlike anybody else back there in that locker room, he wasn't going to step up to him. Yeah. And then he proceeded to more or less issue an open challenge and say, I'm going to be the last man standing around here because I'm that great. And he said, I'm crazy. here at AEW to take out every single person until there is like no more company or something like that. And uh, yeah, so anybody who wants to step up. He says, up I'm on first. a pilgrimage. Yeah. To lay, I don't know, like lay waste or something. To lay waste to AEW, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, WWE Mole confirmed. I guess so, man. You know? I mean, at first it was, hey, AEW, paradigm shift. I'm part of that now because he feels like he's been wronged by Tony Khan. Because first thing he said in this promo was like, that one oh, count. does this one count? That one count. That one counts, right? He feels like he's been personally wronged by Tony Khan. He's been put in the box again by his bosses. Uh, and now... Uh, he's there to take it out on everybody, his not new just the bosses, is, yeah. the employees, the talent, the the ring crew. It doesn't matter. Disproportionate response. If we get attacked, then we attack threefold, and that's that his seems thing. To be the thing, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm surprised gonna, this he didn't one match isn't going to count. I'm going to wreck your company. I'm surprised he didn't go out there and challenge Tony Khan to an unsanctioned right. match. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm because fine like if that one doesn't count. Because here's the thing: like he he goes out there and, and destroys Tony Khan. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Can't get fired because it doesn't count. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like the match never happened. It never happened. Yeah. So it's pretty much a license for Mox to take out all his frustrations on his boss. But poof, after yeah. since the match is over, it doesn't matter because it doesn't count. Tony Khan needs to be a, a heel authority figure. He needs to. He should have had Wardlow. And he comes out, and he's got like a little laptop. He's like a nerd analytics heel that's, authority that's guy. Just what wrestling needs is more <laughs> heel authority figures. <laughs> just what wrestling a needs. Nerd heel. And he comes out, and listen, man, 20-minute promos to start every episode. That's what I want to see, man. That's what I want to see. It sounds what... like you want to see AEW go out of business real quick. <laughs> I'm here. Because I feel like that'd I'm be here the, to put it out of business. That'd be the end result. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, that's, if that's the thing, they set that up over the course of two or three weeks, and then Mox comes out and keeps on dropping Wardlow and Tony Khan with paradigm shifts, that will get Mox over. Yes. Yeah, because no one wants to open a show with Nobody wants promos. that, man. From a heel authority figure, whether it is a slight twist on it or not. Especially with how awkward Tony Khan can be, like in those press scrums. Uh, but he was really good in that backstage bit with, with Mox. Oh, no, he's terrific. Even the press scrums, I think, are great. Yeah. Like, he's, he just tries to keep it real. He's not used to a bunch of, you know, sweaty nerds with iPhones <laughs> all pointing at his face. I want to be a sweaty nerd with an iPhone. we got to get press credentials with the right. AEW, man. Well, if they were come through here, get Northern California, phone. we can work hey, on it. Hey, Tony Khan. To, what do you want to ask Tony Khan, Larson? Uh, can I have a job? <laughs> oh, wow, really? Know. You want to jump ship? Go to AEW? Imagine if we could be the official podcast of AEW. You wouldn't want to do that? I mean, we're fine being the unofficial podcast of AEW, and we get to be unofficial podcast for WWE, and we do pretty well. We do okay. What if we could do better just being one? I don't know, man. I think that's probably a bad idea. Anyways, you know I don't what? No, there's, there's a there's a rocket, wrestling rocket that's being attached to this company, and they're going straight to the top, baby. Oof. I don't know. Straight about to the that. top. This is our opportunity to get tickets on that rocket, Steve. All right. Well, you know that's a conversation for another time, yeah, my friend. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wow, Steve, you don't look like a wrestling scumbag. You look like a real person. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the first, uh, I'm sorry, the second match yeah. would have been the Dark Order versus Jurassic Express. And look, it only took them a couple months, but they finally got the Dark Order's entrance right. Mm-hmm. Actually had dim lights, some nice blue and green lights on the crowd. Yeah. They didn't bring up the house lights until Jurassic Express was making their entrance. Yeah, I'm just, I'm fine with the Dark Order being what they are, man. They're just kind of a couple dorks wearing weird costumes at this I point. I was, you know what? Glorified cosplayers. I don't know I thought this was the case, but I was, I, I got the dynamic backwards. I thought that Stu Grayson might have been kind of the, 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 the Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. But Evil Uno is the one that's doing all the talk, and it seemed like the ringleader of the whole thing. I, I'm kind of getting their gimmick now is this really weird wrestling school. Because he was like, hey, you're doing okay. I like at the end. I like you, but you could be doing a lot better if you join the Dark Order's Dark Wrestling Order Academy. Wrestling Academy, yeah. yeah. Should have had him a t-shirt that said property of... Well, I mean, he kind of did. He had a, well, mask, a mask. But yeah. that's not the usual trope. It's shirt, though. That's the thing. And we... I mentioned the They're shirt. turning conventions up. I mentioned down. the shirt because that's what you get at the Performance Center. It's not Performance Center. You get property of. Property of. Which is WWE. I don't know why they put that on there. <laughs> well, could be worse. Could get a Jordan Miles shirt. <laughs> anyway, let's go through this match. Uh, Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're a blast. Oh, I, you know what? And hats off to JR. I thought he was actually really good in this match. Mm. He he he. Oh, I think he only called Jungle Boy by his real name like twice instead of all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe three times as opposed to the first time match he called them, where he was literally calling him Jack Perry, Jungle Jack you Perry, know, Jungle man, Boy, Jack Perry. I don't really want Jr. to try harder or to try to like correct his mistakes. He's old. You know what you're getting with the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Just let him do his thing. Him. If he wants to call him Jungle Jack Perry. Or Jungle Jim Perry or whatever he wants to call him. After that first time, I read somewhere that someone asked Jungle Boy how he felt about that. Guess what? He's cool with it. Yeah, I think that that was a Ryan Satin interview, I think, a pro wrestling shoot thing. And if Jungle Boy is cool with it, who are we to criticize? Right. That's my view. I'm like, it's JR. I don't care what he calls me. Because I felt like last night, JR wasn't so worried about getting the names of the moves right or getting on Excalibur for calling him something different. By different, I mean the real names. Yeah. Um, he was worried about telling the stories in the ring. I think somebody slipped him some CBD oil or something. Maybe. Well, he just seemed more relaxed. He seemed hey, more at ease. My coffee tastes a little different today. I feel great, though. Yeah, my coffee tastes a little, little earthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, fun match, to describe though. It. Since last time you talked about the Dark Order, I really paid attention to their combo moves. And you're right. They're a fun tag team. They can be a really fun tag yeah. team. Yeah. 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 And I guess now they got their entrance right. You actually get it now that one of them actually has talked. 
you get a better sense of the dynamic and who mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes me wonder why I think they didn't do this all from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, like this, this wouldn't be at this point kind of their one major creative blunder to date. Well, one thing to keep in mind also is that this Dark Order thing, as opposed to most everybody else in AEW, like with the exception of, for example, the librarians, which is a new thing for uh, Leva Bates and, and what's his face? Peter Avalon. Avalon. Um, it's like their one created gimmick. I don't know, because I don't yeah. think they did this as the Super Smash Brothers, did I don't they? Re- I don't know. I, I don't know. I did not. Me neither. Um, but maybe this is maybe, you know, it, it, it's a process if you got a brand new gimmick. Yeah, totally. And I could be completely wrong about that, and I probably am wrong about it, and people in the comments are going to tell me that I'm wrong about it, whatever. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's just this is the kind of thing where it's new to at least AEW. So, you know, they, they're, they're still figuring it out. That could be. Anyways, 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 this is a fun match. Um, so uh, Jurassic Express takes advantage of their speed and quickness. They get the upper hand early on Stu Grayson. Now I guess he's just Grayson. They dropped his first name. Yeah, that was that's a smart move. Yeah, Stu makes them too relatable. That's yeah. a very relatable name. Yeah, it is. Hey, Stu. Yeah, kind of feel like they should change the Grayson. Like, I don't know any Stu's, but I'd like to. Because when I hear Grayson, I think of Dick Grayson, one yeah. of the Robins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. This makes him feel, it seems too relatable. Anyways, uh, Evil Uno has do, does a bit of a distraction. The Marco stunt pulls the ropes down when Marco is running towards it. And he's like, no, I'm not going to go through there. And that allows uh, uh, Stu to tag in Evil Uno. And then Uno hits a huge boot uh, to gain the upper hand uh, uh, on Jurassic Express. And Marco is isolated a good chunk of the time through the entire commercial break uh, until stunt hits a flatliner on Uno. Uh, and then uh, he goes for the tag. Grayson pulls Jungle Boy off the apron, but then Jungle Jack fights him off, does get the hot tag. He's in there. He clears the ring. Uh, stunts back in, gets some double-team offense from him and Jungle Boy. Stunt hits a Dragon Rana on Grayson. Uno breaks up the pin. Uh, Jungle Boy goes for a suicide dive. He's caught by the Dark Order. He's taken out. Back in the ring, Dark Order hit their finish on Marco Stunt mm-hmm. to pick up the win. Uh, and that's when uh, uh, Evil Uno grabs the mic. He starts putting over Mark of Stunt. Yeah. So I think you're swell. Yeah. You're great. You could be better if you join us. Mm-hmm. Here is a creeper mask. Yeah. And then Mark of Stunt kind of reaches for it maybe a little bit. Jungle Boy comes in, intercepts. Uh, Uno at- orders the creepers and Stu Grayson mm-hmm. to attack Jungle Boy. Yeah. He does. They lay him out. And then Luchasaurus comes back. Huge pop! It's like yeah, it's like golden luchasaurus. I'm not too familiar with him, but I've I have I had personally never seen him in decked out in golden luchasaurus attire. Mm-hmm. He looked like a million bucks. Yeah, man, that was great. I wonder how because like, he tore his hamstring, right? Yeah, That's he, what I heard. They said commentary said he wasn't supposed to come back till January. January. Yeah, so who knows if they came. So him. I had that in mind. I couldn't tell if he was just moving a little gingerly or not. Yeah, I don't know if he's just naturally slow or if he was moving gingerly, but like he threw up that boot and it looked like it, you know, he was in slow motion. Yeah. But what, or it looked like he was being very careful with yeah, it. Which he what probably it felt was. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. But the 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 tail whip, his black mask looked great. We knocked down. Oh, the, all the three of those guys? Those that was creepers. great. That was great. That was really cool. Yeah, so a Luchasaurus runs down, he's taking down all the creepers. Three at once the tail whip, and then uh picks one of them up, tosses uh it uh, the creeper of the top rope on the other creepers. Uh Uno gets out of there. So Grayson has to eat a choke slam and a standing moonsault, and Jurassic Express, they embrace from the ring. Mm-hmm. They're yep. back together. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't that long, too, so mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a triple threat match. Sean Spears, the chairman, versus the librarian Peter Avalon, 
versus Darby Allen. Who oh boy, he gets a big pop. Yeah, man, he's going to be huge. Darby Allen, he is going to be huge. If he has another, I'm sure he will another uh, incredible star making performance next week against Mox. Oh man, I was looking up because like I don't necessarily think this matters to me, but general perception maybe. Uh, so obviously he's a pretty light dude, right? Yeah. He's like a really skinny guy. And I'm thinking like Darby Allen has everything going for him except for like just physical stature. Um, because when, when you're thinking of putting some like the world title on somebody and granted that's years off for him, but I think it's totally possible yeah. and could be totally believable. Uh, height wise, uh, he's the same height as Pac. Hmm. I wouldn't expect that he'd want to put as much muscle on himself no. as Puck does. However, he's going to have to change his style a little bit. Yeah. Because he can't bit. be doing that coffin drop on aprons. No, no, no. You no. know. But uh, uh, but I wonder if, if over the years we'll see him build up a little bit more muscle, a little maybe, bit more mass. Maybe, you know, it, it, doing that potentially comes at the expense of his quickness. I remember Finn Balor, he he was talking about when he first went to NXT. Um, when he's going through their conditioning program, I think he was advised to put on some weight. Mm-hmm. So I think he said to put on 15, 20 pounds, and he found he couldn't do. Yeah. You know, all the aerial stuff that he does. Yeah. And we said, mm, I'm dropping it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he's 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 got some more girth on him than Darby Allen does. But, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, as he gets older and as the foot speed kind of naturally mm-hmm. um, leaves him, then yeah. he'll probably have to make some sort of transition yeah. and put on some a bit more girth. That's what I would think because he's just – because I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, this dude has everything except he does look really small. And, but, I mean, uh, at his age – Especially now, yeah, super young, um, and you know that that's a perfect underdog story mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, um, I mean it can be utilized to to great creative effect and narrative effect, and also too he's like quicker than just about anybody on mm-hmm. that on that roster. Yeah, and what he lacks in size, he definitely more than makes up uh, when it comes to his quickness. Even if he were to get up to the size that like Ray was when he first started becoming sort of a legit. Mm-hmm. You know, champion type guy because Ray's probably around the same height as him, but Ray, even Ray had like a little bit more. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. he should get fuck, you know, freaking loked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost dropped an F bomb there. Um, I'm just looking at him and I'm looking at his future. I'm like, man, this dude has everything, mm-hmm. everything. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crowd is already just eating him up. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pretty quickly, Darby sends Sean Spears from the. Oh, sorry. Match starts. Peter Avalon jump off the top rope. And uh, Darby and Sean Spears just look at him and just get out of the way as he falls. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby sends Sean Spears in the ring, sets up for a suicide dive. Avalon comes back in, tries to intercept him. Darby sends him from the ring. He's setting. Oh, he goes up top, and then Spears is up there, pushes him off, and and uh, Darby took a like. Not only did he just fall into the mat, he That's the fell best. into the ropes, and then that was rebatted off there. To 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 be able to. The body control necessary. The for that body pretty, control pretty for that is crazy. Like, oh, he's going to push me off. He still makes it look real, like mm-hmm. the push, but he's able to like get his legs up and and he whips over. That's that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So Sean Spears has the upper hand until Joey Janela comes down to the ramp. He starts John at Sean. Sean Spears meets him out there. They're brawling. Uh, they go over the barricade. They evidently brawl out of the arena. Um, and then Darby picks up the win on Avalon after uh, a stunner and a coffin drop. Uh, Darby calls for the mic. He says, Mox, I accept. He's going to be taking on Mox next week. That'll be fantastic. Boy, that'll be a good match. I just hope that dude doesn't go too overboard. I don't know. You can say that about either one, really. I know. But Darby Allen is so like, man, that dude, he'll do anything. And I sometimes know. it 
you know, you need to dial it back a little bit. But I know. he's so good, man. I know. His everything, like his packaging, it's all so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so after that, we had Nyla Rose versus uh, Danny Jordan, local enhancement talent. Dan- yeah. Danny Jordan. Um, but like they usually do, even with local enhancement talent, uh, Danny got a little bit offense in. She yeah. was able to evade some Nyla Rose offense. Yeah, she escaped the choke slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, but made the mistake of slapping Nyla after doing so. Yeah. And so Nyla drops from the clothesline and hit the beast bomb gets the win. Yeah. Pretty it was, short. It was pretty short. Yeah. Squash match. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but still. Oh, man. Uh, and after that, we got a brief Dustin Rhodes medical update. I believe they said he would be returning in a couple weeks from oh, his cool. radial fracture. All right. I believe in his, one of his wrists. Mm-hmm. Which one exactly. And then they made this announcement. This is interesting. So there's going to be next week a Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. This will be 12 uh, men in the ring. They didn't say whether it was just uh, dudes or not, did they? I don't remember. I don't know. They, have they done any intergender stuff yet in like mm-hmm. on TV? They mm-hmm. haven't. And did Tony? What did Khan said something about intergender stuff? Oh, right? I don't remember. I don't remember. So, anyways, they have a battle royal, but then the last two are going to compete in singles action for a diamond ring. A diamond ring. Yeah. Just every week, some other thing. <laughs> this, is, this is very WCW. We have, we have gold medals, a diamond ring. I hope there's something more to this diamond ring like you trade in for the mid-card title. <laughs> Can you buy like a meal at Denny's with it? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, trade in for a nice, a nice steak dinner. That'd be cool. I mean, is it a real diamond ring? Is this just like a shoot deal? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't this know. is like the contract in TNA where like the loser actually got fired. Maybe. <laughs> Can you like go pawn it and get cash value? <laughs> right. Can you just tell them, hey, can I just... Unless they mentioned earlier, I completely missed it. I don't I don't understand what the importance of this diamond ring is, apart from it just being a diamond ring. <laughs> like they, if didn't they, said, say, they didn't say anything about a title shot, man. No, no. If they, but if they said this diamond ring is something, is this or that, that makes it seem like there's actual importance to it, yeah. rather than just monetary value, I'd be maybe I'd be into it. Because it's like, okay, here's an interesting way to guarantee someone a title shot or yeah. whatever the case may be. Well, maybe they're just going to... I mean, maybe there's going to be a feud for a diamond ring, man. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's a good point. I saw it. I chuckled, and and that, <laughs> and that was it. But I knew it'd be funny to talk about uh, <laughs> the last piece of prime yeah. rib. Uh, See, chat, I prefer that over a diamond ring. Chat saying that Khan uh, isn't into into gender wrestling. Okay, all right. I thought that, but I didn't want to say that and be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I never know inside my head what I've retained that's correct or not. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. Use the ring as the money in the bank. You yeah. just go in there and flick it at the guy's head. I know. You oh my God. Throw it at him. <laughs> you have to go and put it on the person's finger, and that's how you cash in. There, there you go. While that ring is on your finger, you're open target. Exactly. Well, that's, it's like you become the twenty four seven kind of. Yeah, a, yeah. Like the champs in their sleep, and you sneak in. You put the ring on them, and they yeah. wake up it's like, what? The, what is this? What Where is, is this? this ring? Ding ding ding! Oh crap! Oh no! God. They realize. Oh hell! Oh no! Something Mark bad's going to happen. Take the ring off. I can't. Yeah. I got uh, fat fingers. <laughs> Next uh, interview with Allie. Uh, Shivani is really clear in saying that she's shooting up the rankings. Yeah. Even though she hasn't had a match on TV yet. I think she's been on Dark a couple times. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's kind of a, a thing. I mean, that's, It is. That's, it is. I mean, it's you know, canon, so it counts. It's canon, yeah. She said, but I'm tired of being on Dark. She wants to be on Dynamite. On TNT, man. Um, Shivani yeah. rocking. You think, what do you think about the Shivani earrings? Are, are part of those earrings going to be part of the Diamond Dozen No, thing? I think those are Shivani's earrings through and through, man. Whatever <laughs> okay. makes him happy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why you got an issue with the earrings? No, I don't have an issue. It just makes me chuckle. It's like that. That that was like a, a midlife crisis thing, like fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, like if you look at the timeline, it kind of fits. Like I don't know. You're like sixty years old. Why do you say now? I want some diamond earrings. <laughs> but hey, whatever makes him happy. Maybe he likes standards and practice. Maybe he won them all the way back then. In the maybe in, in the standards practices said, "No, nah, we don't want that for the our announcers mm-hmm. for whatever reason." And Shivani's like, "All right, well now." WCW's over. I got no job. <laughs> all over the earlobe. Yeah. Like the cartilage and all yeah. that stuff. Give me all the earrings. Now. That's good. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe he wanted back thing. This couldn't do it. So anyways, during this interview, uh, I just didn't know. I mean, are you going to show up one day with a couple of diamond studs in your ears? Uh, Not really. You don't really seem like that. No, especially because when you get your ears pierced, my understanding is there's a lot of upkeep. Yeah, you know thing about me. I'm not huge on upkeep. You'll get like infected and stuff. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, me just, neither. You get your, uh, your, none of your, neither of your kids are, are pierced. Right? Not yet, no. Yeah. I know. That's like a freaking conversation that I got to have because, like, Lacey wants to do it for Bama. And I'm like, man, I don't want her screaming and crying. God, that probably hurts. Yeah, it's pretty quick, to my understanding. They get a little, freaking ear. little gun with a little needle in it. Yeah, it's it's the ear. I think for, for us, it's more of an issue. Is, is, well, there is the upkeep also. That's know. the issue. Yeah. Is, is yeah. to be sure that they're responsible enough to. Jose says get gauges. That's what Tony should have done. No, I'm not doing that. I could get, because I have like huge earlobes. Mine are pretty large too, but I'm content with the size yeah, of them. Yeah, but yours aren't. Look at mine. There's so much meat right here. Yeah, I know, but if you get gauges, they're I only. I get huge ones. See, that's, but the issue is like you're 60 years old and you're like, all right, I don't really deal with this anymore. And then you got floppy earlobes. Yeah, but you're 60. Who cares? You're basically dead anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it just seems like it just, for me personally, it just seems like more of a hassle than it's worth. Oh, and I try man. to mitigate or eliminate hassles from. My I'm just going to come back actual. from a weekend, uh, like one day with like a full sleeve of tattoos right. and like massive gauges. All right, that's what you want to do, man. And you'd be like, "Doesn't that hurt?" Like, oh, it's like all purple and stuff. I'd be like, "All right, well, that was just, that's a choice you made." That's not you're gonna. You'd make you'd make so much fun of me if I showed up all of a sudden with two giant gauges in my I'd say ears. This, you walk through the door, be you'd like, be clowning the crap I'd out say, of me. Say, what's that all about? Yeah. But and then once the camera started rolling, you, it would be 30 minutes. Eh. <laughs> so yeah, You'd be like, I can't stop looking at your dumb ears. I'd say uh, your ears are all purple. I can't stop looking at that. <laughs> it looks like it hurts. See, I don't think I'd make f- fun of you having the gauges. I'd just point out kind of the more uh, uh, how those things are making you uncomfortable. You know what I couldn't? I had to stop watching that show Bosch. You know, it's got Titus yeah, yeah, Wolver yeah, in it, yeah. Adams from Deadwood. Yeah. Because season two, he shows up and he's got just a bunch of random ass you mentioned that, yeah. tattoos. And then I, I read one of his Reddit AMAs because I had to look it up. It was so distracting. They all look brand new. And sure enough, they were. He was like, oh, yeah, I just always wanted some tattoos. It's like Finn Balor, huh? Yeah, but at least Finn just got, you know. Well, he has one here. He has one in the back of his elbow. I think but this dude, it was like, it looked like a bunch of like stick-ons. Oh, yeah, that's weird. But do what you do. Exactly. Anyways, Ali. Some this. people have like a, I saw one dude, he has like a whole sleeve dedicated to Muse and they look like a complete jackass. Wow. <laughs> Is Wayne here? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Ali's doing this interview. Awesome Kong and Brandy come out. Uh, Ali just she got out of there. Instead, she decided to take the, the take it to Kong or try to. Uh, Kong pushes her off, hits a back fist, and then beals her onto the ramp. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, uh, and then Kong... Uh, takes her knife and chops off a piece of uh, mm. Allie's hair. Yeah, I like she I wish that they would say it like cuz they obviously she did uh uh be priestly last time. But she had this is only the second time we've seen her do it, but she has like a bunch of locks of yeah, hair. So yeah, she's been yeah. going around yeah, yeah, on the yeah. streets or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. In the locker room, I don't know. I don't know Something. Either. Uh anyways, man, we got one more bit of business yeah, here. Before we continue, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chris Jericho had a promo next. Yeah, he did. Uh, he came out and uh, he said, I'm still le champion. Mm-hmm. And I still want a thank you from AEW and from every single one of you. Uh, and he said he proved that Cody was an entitled millennial son of a bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the lights go down then. Yeah. And then we start to see the beginning of Cody's entrance. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, it does happen. It's just not Cody. It's MJF. Yeah. He, he hit the song and everything. Course of booze. But yeah, he's got the song. And then uh, when he hits the, the ring, that's right when the sing-along bit happens. And right when that happens, he says, okay, cut my, cut that music. Yeah. Uh, stop. So people do not get the satisfaction of the full sing-along bit. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're too busy booing him. Yeah. But Why da, would they da, sing da, along? Da, da. That part, yeah. Yeah. Da, da, the chorus, da, da. essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he gets the mic and he says, all right, Chris, give me the floor for a minute. Uh, MJF says, Cody's career would be over if MJF hadn't thrown the towel. And he says, the people that have been cheering, these people have been cheering for the real villain the whole time. That villain is Cody. Mm-hmm. He says, Cody doesn't give a S about the fans. The real Cody only cares about himself. And that MJF is the only person who knows the real Cody. The real Cody is a liar, a user, and says Cody tried to make him his puppet. Mm-hmm. Tries to keep him under his thumb. Yeah. MJF says Cody's thumb isn't large enough to keep me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's a new face of AEW because Cody Rhodes, I'm better, and you know it. Yeah. And that's when he turns after that he turns his attention to Chris. Mm-hmm. He goes Christopher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Says uh, I've been a huge fan. And I uh, heard that you wanted me, MJF, to join the inner circle. So Chris says, well, Maxwell, I've heard that you want to join the inner circle. And so they go. Uh, they talk about the similarities between themselves. Which are stark. Because yeah. Chris Jericho outlines it. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, you, I look at you. I see a guy. You like scarves. I like scarves. Dashingly handsome. Yeah. Uh, both quick-witted. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, uh, he says you know, you, you remind me of me. Uh, it's almost like your parents got horny watching me beat up Who and Tude Guerrera on WCW Saturday night, and nine months later, you. <laughs> what did he, he said? He, he said you popped out, but he said something like a little twerp popped out or something yeah. like that. It was funny. It was pretty. Funny. It was really good. It was stuff. pretty good. So they go back and forth about. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle? They sort of uh, they fake fight. They fake fake bicker a little bit. And then, uh, and he's like, oh yeah, well, you know who the biggest jackass in AEW is? He's like, oh, I know who it is. You know who it is? I know who it is. I know who it is. And they both say Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And then they hug. Yeah. And then Cody comes down the ring. Uh, he takes it to MJF and then Jericho. And that's when Wardlow shows up. Lariat's Cody hits what I guess would be a finish on him. I don't know. And then he takes his tie off, wraps it around Cody's neck, is choking him, mm-hmm. and then tosses him over the top rope while still holding on to this tie and was choking him. Uh, over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah, of people man. in chat are bringing up too that great line when he mentioned the Juventud Guerrera. Uh, the whole crowd started chanting "Hoovy, Hoovy," and yeah, Maxwell looks around and he's like, "Who the hell is Hoovy?" And uh, he said, Jer- "Google it, baby." Yeah, Google it. Um, and then uh, MJF and Wardlow leave, and during commercial break, we see uh, Cody being helped to the back. Mm-hmm. 
Next. But it was obvious that Wardlow, you know, MJF was sort of directing him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're a thing now. Wardlow is MJF's muscle. Yeah. Uh, Next, really good match between Pac and Hangman Page. Happens right after the commercial break ends. Uh, Right away, Page goes for a lariat. Pac avoids. He has the advantage. He takes it outside. Uh, Hats off this match for not doing an endless barricade spot. Yeah. Um, I wasn't happy about that. Yeah. Uh, takes it outside. Uh, he goes for a shooting star press. Uh, Page moves, and so that gives Page the opportunity to take the advantage. He's uh, up at the top rope going for the super fallaway slam. Uh, unlike the previous match, uh, he doesn't hit it. Uh, Pac fends it off, hits a missile drop kick, falls with another, gets a two count. Um, Pac charges towards Page on the apron. Pac, uh, Page hits the sidewalk slam and the top rope moonsault. Pac has yet to find a way to get out of that combo. Mm-hmm. Go to commercial, come back. Page has hit some strikes. Goes for buck, the buckshot lariat. Page hits him with a super kick. They trade some moves back and forth. Eventually, though, uh, Page drops Pac with the lariat. Uh, finish saw Page push Pac towards the corner. The ref had to be standing there. Uh, Pac tries for another mule kick low blow. Page catches it, but rather than uh, doing nothing, Pac hits an insegiri. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Page... Uh, kicks Pac out of the ring. Uh, Pac is kind of sitting in the chair ringside, uh, acting like he's out of it. It's playing possible. Yeah, Page comes up to him. Pa- uh, Pac tries to hit the brain buster instead. Page reverses it, hits a brain buster ringside, back in the ring, follows with buckshot, gets a two. And then uh, there's this bit where you have Page standing, Pac standing, and the ref's kind of in between them, and Pac kind of like pushes the ref a little bit towards yeah. pa- uh, Page. And I guess the, the story commentary was saying it was like Page left his hands down and Pac kicked him mm-hmm. and then started stomping him in the head. Yeah, he got him with like basically a pump kick, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And he fell down and he just started stomping his head. The ref tried to back him off. He like just three kept times. on going yeah, back, yeah, yeah. stomping, stomping, stomping the head. And then uh, he hit the black arrow, uh, locked in the brutalizer, and like almost immediately the ref was like, yeah, this guy, he shouldn't he's even out. be in this yeah, movie. Yeah. He's out. Match is he's done. like, in hindsight, I should have disqualified you for yeah. stomping him repeatedly in the head. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see I could see this. I mean, honestly, you know, Pac just brutalized this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feud should probably be over, but I could see them continuing it. I could see it, too, at the same time. Commentary kind of sold it like this was the like rubber that match. that was it, yeah. That's, this is the blow-off. Yeah. So. I mean, it could definitely go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, next, this was fun. Um, the Young Bucks, we cut backstage, commentary's talking, and, and Tony's doing the what we used to do on Fun Wrestling. So, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Something's, Something's going, going on, on backstage. backstage. Click over to Backstage Assault. Yes, on Stream Deck. Um, young Bucks and XLAX are brawling. Um, we see Matt Jackson power slam Ortiz through a table there, and then Santana shows up on top of a forklift yeah. and poses and talks some trash that jumps off it mm-hmm. onto the Young Bucks. So Santana and Nick are brawling, and uh, uh, Santana tosses Nick towards a door. Yeah. And when he makes impact with the door, the door opens. We see his bathroom, and inside that bathroom is Orange Cassidy just standing against the wall with his hands in his pockets. Just standing there. Yeah. It's probably the, the second loudest pop of the night, maybe behind Luchasaurus. <laughs> yeah. People love The crowd last night was great for AEW. Yeah, it was really good. It was a great crowd. Yeah. So they go to commercial, and they're brawling all over the place throughout the entirety of the commercial break. They head to the inside of the arena. Uh, security kind of breaks it up um, during picture-in-picture. Picture. We're back full screen. Brawl continues. LAX now has their sock full of baseballs. Mm-hmm. They take that. 
they put Nick's bad leg into like the structure of the stage and start hitting it with the sock, and then they power bomb Matt through the stage mm-hmm. in the private yeah. party. They had, they had spray painted a circle, a target. Yeah, it was where it's going to go through right there. Um, and then private party steps up to LAX. That was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. So that's who XLX are going to take on X. Yes, they were really working over uh, Nick's leg. Yeah, like really bad. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a fun brawl. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. They love their brawls. They do. As opposed to like the NWA likes their brawls too, but those are more verbal, milling about, yeah. Milling about verbal brawls. They're more like uh, set to docking. Yeah. Into the fire. Into the fire. Next week announced uh, XLAX taking on Private Party and then Mox versus Darby Allen, both official. Both should be great matches. That should be terrific stuff. That should be really good stuff. Yep. And then finally, the main event, SCU defending the tag titles against uh, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. SCU. Um, SCU does their usual uh, promo in mm-hmm. advance of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody's happier than Chris Daniels. Yeah, no. That mic with that mic with the mic stand. It's the it's like the dorkiest thing, but you have to appreciate it because he's been around for He's all into it. So. And he's really into it. He's yeah. really into it. <clears throat> um, so SCU has the upper hand early. Uh, until Jericho trips up Kazarian. Uh, Sammy hits the shooting star press, and then Jake Hager starts getting involved a bit, takes a shot at Kazarian. No polo for Jake Hager. No, he's had a T-shirt. Yeah, like a gray T-shirt on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jericho and Sammy are keeping uh, Kazarian isolated. Sammy hits a Spanish fly, goes up top for a shooting star press. Kazarian gets out of the way, gets the tag to Scorpio Sky. He's in. He clears Houts. Springboard, or sorry, slingshot cutter. Gets a two. Uh, Sammy puts him right away into that dragon sleeper type camel clutch combo. Jericho's in to break it up. Uh, SCU setting up for their finish. Uh, Hager pulls Kazarian from the ring. He takes him out. Daniel sees that. Rather run around the ring. He gets in the ring, goes for a suicide dive mm-hmm. on Hager. He catches him, takes him out too. Uh, Sky goes for a top rope move. Jericho hits code breaker. That gets him a two. But then Scorpio Sky rolls up Chris Jericho. For the win. Yes. Jericho's first loss in AEW. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge win for Scorpio Sky. Big time, yeah. And then uh, I, I guess this was uh, afterwards backstage. I don't know. Like, maybe they put up this video or whatever. But I saw this. Jericho was backstage and, uh, like, walking around with a microphone like he's prone to do. Yeah. And uh, and he calls out Scorpio Sky. And he's like, you're never going to get a shot at this title. So he's probably going to get a shot at that title. A, little, uh, a bit of a feud between now and the next pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe, or they're going to, you know, this will be a little nugget that they're going to hold on to until later on when they move Scorpio Sky over to a singles yeah. thing. I don't yeah. know, but he's freaking terrific. That dude oh, should fantastic. be AEW yeah. champion yeah. at some point. Yeah. We will have to do some long-term storytelling where Scorpio Sky gets this win. Yeah. And then come back around to it, or they're going to or they'll know, do it now. fast track it. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? I mean, Jericho's not going to win that or lose that belt for a while. It's going to be a long time. So, yeah, it's going to be a while. I, 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 Think Scorpio Sky's chances of coming out ahead in that match would be uh, much better if they waited on. I mean, I don't know. They could they could do something. I mean, I would suspect that LAX are probably going to be the people to take those titles off SCU. So maybe that's just going to be a thing they do now. And Scorpio Sky will eat a, a loss to Jericho in the next couple of weeks. Well, what they could do too is is they can have that one on one match. XLAX gets involved to cost Scorpio Sky the match. That would yeah. motivate the feud. Um, down the line. Can you imagine if Scorpio Sky is just on the verge of winning? That crowd's going to be huge. And then LAX comes in, screws it up for him. Nuclear heat. Then they take the titles off SCU. Nuclear heat. 
Oh, it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Writes itself. And well, and the, but XLX is still embroiled in this feud with the Young Bucks, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the thing about it, man. The cool thing is we know they're going to pick up on this stuff because they do that <laughs> as opposed to some other promotions. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, yeah, this is great. The episode ended on a Jericho just throwing an absolute, oh, he's an absolute fit. fit he, grabs, he grabs a barricade and a chair, and he starts hitting the barricade with the chair. I know. It was great. That made a lick of sense, but it was awesome. Hitting the ring post with the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was terrific. Anyways. Let's answer some questions. Yeah. Miguel Martinez, would a bounty hunter gimmick work in wrestling? How would you guys book it and which wrestlers would pay, play the role best? Awesome Kong's gimmick is kind of bounty hunter. If well, the if the bounty, bounty is, is hair. hair. Yeah, but that's, yeah. you know, yeah, it's kind of a bounty hunter gimmick. I mean, I don't know. Like, but if they mean the truest sense of the word to say Chris Jericho uh, has a bounty in mind. He pays this wrestler uh, a certain sum, and then this wrestler has to go and accomplish this task. Yeah, that could be interesting. That could be something. If like literally the person's gimmick is essentially mercenary. Yeah, up for the highest bidder. Well, literally, like with the bounty hunter, you go out and you 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 track down people. Yeah, exactly. Who that's what I'm saying. Escaped. Yeah. Yeah, or eluded capture. So let's say Jericho loses the AEW title. Like he did that once before. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And then he gets Wardlow yeah. to go find it for him. No, no, I don't mean physically lose it. I mean, he loses it in the match. Oh, okay. And then rather than just say, oh, I want a rematch to try to get back, he puts a bounty on the person who has the title. Mm-hmm. And so it's the person who is the bounty hunter. is their responsibility to kind of soften up this per- the yeah, new champion. Good. So when Jericho has his rematch, he improves his odds of winning. And the wrestler's name will be the softener. There you go. And it's like, that's not a very intimidating name. No, man, I soften you up. I soften him up. Why don't you call yourself bounty hunter? Yeah, like it's been done. Yeah. I'm thinking of thinking of maybe changing it to the pillow because it's really soft. I yeah, soften you up. I know. It's a worse name. Tenderizer. <laughs> Tenderizer. No, it's like meat. Uh, let's see here. Wow, nobody on the Discord posting any questions, wow. and they blame me for not going there. Uh, KPP six one nine Chase Dan- uh, Owens and I were on the same flight home Tuesday. I'm too awkward to ask for a picture, so I built the castle in Minecraft Earth around him. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, uh, it's, see, I have no idea what Minecraft Earth is, so I'm just kind of thinking about what it might be. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, Vincent Milage or Millage, uh, become, becoming a big fan of Adam Page. Hope he becomes the champ in the future for some more cowboy-ish. Ish. Some day one yeah, cowboy Yeah, he's a future champ for sure. Uh, let's see here. Wolfpack for life. He's always the first person to get his question. Is Wolfpack like nine he's times out of ten. best internet. He's right on top of his notifications, I guess. He says, how long until the choking someone with a tie type spot gets AEW in trouble? Do you think people are going to emulate that or something? I don't know. You got to be really careful. I mean, a public service announcement, be careful like choking yourself with yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You could die. Do you see how Purple Pock's face head was? It was really striking last night towards the tail end of his match with uh, Paige. His face is very like oh, I didn't notice purple. That. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Didn't notice that. weird. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg Morris. Did the finish of the main event seem rushed? I get pinning Jericho uh, anyway. Possible is big. But SCU getting another roll-up win just makes them look lucky. I don't view roll-up wins by their very nature lucky. No, I think they can be strategic as well. Yeah, they can be. I I mean, I understand. I understand his point is is the general perception though of a roll-up win is not as decisive as hitting your finish. For sure, but this is your world champion. Yeah, I don't think you want to pin him with a finish. No. Um, Although I thought it was interesting that Scorpio Sky like. They had him uh, kick out of uh, a code, code breaker. breaker. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a finish in AEW. No, I know that, but like, it's a pretty strong move, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it makes Scorpio Sky look great. I I know that's what's great about it. Uh, let's see here, Mitchell Elam. Hey, friendo. So either the whole Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal thing for the ring. Do you guys think it's going to be like Cody's Ring of Honor, and will be up for grabs multiple times? Or is this a trophy to get some shine on like a Sammy Guevara type? Sammy Guevara almost freaking, he landed on his head yesterday. Mm, That German suplex. suplex. I think Cass thought he was going to flip out of it and like he didn't. Yeah. That looked ugly. It did. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think it's going to be like a, are they going to, is it going to be up for scrubs or it's going to be up for like, I assume it's for the, it'd be for the mid carters. Wait, no, Darby, Allen probably won't be in that match. No real mocks. Is that next week? Yeah. Wow. So we're looking at Sean Spears, Janella. Um, probably for comedic effect, the librarian. Maybe, yeah. Sammy Guevara. Orange Cassidy, probably. He's in always he's always in those battle royal matches. Page. Maybe Pac. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh let's see here. <clears throat> Kevin Kernow. I feel like the women's roster needs a vet to really put it over the top. Who do you think they could realistically get? Feel like couldn't they get a uh, Emma? No, I feel like Awesome Kong is that veteran. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, oh, the, uh, yeah, what's Tenille, Tenille Dashwood doing? I don't know. Yeah, her or uh, Mercedes Martinez. I know she's not she's as well good. known as as she was on Emma. The, she was on the Eve show the other day. Yeah, she's terrific. They but really she's really good. Her, yeah, yeah, she's legit. Well, they also have they have uh, Emmy Sakura there. I yeah. mean, I don't yeah. know what more would you really want. I know. I feel like there are, there are veterans on the <clears> roster. <throat> it's just they're just until now they're not probably really focusing on on them as much as they probably should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Just AJ says Scorpio Sky has to be the next challenger for Jericho, right? You'd think so. Commentary has been putting him over huge since the tag tournament started. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Scorpio Sky is going to be. I think that that dude. Honestly, I see more for, more in him than I do, like, even Hangman Page. Scorpio Sky is just, dude, his charisma, his just natural charisma is off the charts. Yeah, man. With Page, you have to look for it a little bit. A little bit. But Scorpio Sky has been doing it a long time. He's been around for, what, at least a dozen years, 15 years wrestling. He's so good, man. He's amazing. He's so good. And I think the, the, the pr- projection of personality will come easier to Page 
with more reps. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, should Sean Spears and Tully join MJF? Now, I kind of like just MJF. I don't need MJF no, I feel to like have MJ- a faction. I feel like MJF should still not like Sean Spears. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, because it makes sense. Yeah. And in fact, like during uh, one thing that kind of people overlook because the Jericho thing happened, but MJF's sort of motivation for you know what he said about Cody felt real, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. saying that I know him better than anybody else. This guy's a total fraud. Mm-hmm. Like he came and got me, and I could just see he wanted me under his thumb, and I'm yeah, too yeah, big yeah. for that. Yeah. So I liked that. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's good. Anyways, so uh, later on today, uh, we've got NXT, NXT UK. Our NXT and NXT recaps happening. And then first thing in the morning, we've got Who Won Wednesday. Correct. Where we decide definitively, because there has to be a winner. Yeah, I guess so. AEW or NXT, we'll see. Find out later tomorrow morning or whatever. We're going to film tonight. Anyways. Well, not tonight. It's afternoon. This, we're going to film it. Uh, well, yeah, whatever. Thank you for watching. Yeah, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.